Hey guys, this is John. Before we begin this episode of Talk About That, Johnny and I just wanted to uh, acknowledge the tragedy in our nation over the weekend with the great and senseless loss of life in El Paso, Texas and Dayton, Ohio. Uh, we had recorded this episode before uh, those events had happened, and so before we just jump into the fun and all the things we talk about, we wanted to let you know that our hearts uh, are broken and that we are joining with the rest of you in mourning what's happening in our nation right now and asking God to continue to lead us to to better places, uh, especially when it comes to the hate and uh, to the, the white supremacy and racial discrimination and the issues that are really dividing our nation right now, we're asking God to, to move in those things. And uh, if we want to be a part of the good change, we want to be a part of having our hearts transformed first. And so this morning, we just remember uh, all those victims and their families and uh, lift them up in our prayers. And so thank you guys for joining us for this episode. We'll talk about that. Banter Town 2019. It's John and Johnny. Talk about that. We're back in a big way. Yep. It's just been a week. You can't take my joy, devil. That's right. That's right. I, I don't know how to respond to that. I always like to say that. <laughs> Anytime something like starts to go wrong on a trip and I'm with somebody, I'll just shout out, you can't take my joy, devil. And then I'll look over at the person and be like, I'm sorry, I thought you were somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> That's my bad. Yeah, yeah. I don't... Um, That's a Kirk Franklin reference. It is. Was that in the beginning it was of in the song? song? No, it's the one, It's between the verses. Because the one where he's walking... Makes up, me clap! One of those kind of yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember though, remember though uh, whenever he's, he's like walking through the crowd and they're like mm-hmm. yelling at him? Remember at the beginning of that one? Wait, album? that was uh, that second album when they're saying like you worked with R. Kelly and you yeah. shouldn't be working with say. I and seen I, my favorite part. I seen your video. Yeah, <laughs> I seen as, your video. As you it turns not. As it turns out, he probably shouldn't have worked with R. Kelly. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah, might. And, the judgmental people might have been in retrospect something when he made that meta criticism of his own album. Yeah, he might. He it's should cool. listen to his meta self. And, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Have you seen the one video of him though, where it's like? Did I show you? It's like. It's the scene from Randy Watson in Coming to America, and he's Randy Watson. No way. It's so funny. No way. You sent me a thing about McDowell. It's like him at a community center, and there's all the characters are there. Uh, he good. That boy can sing. Oh, I mean, yeah. all of them are there. It's like an old video. It's like a 10-year-old video, but it's really funny. And Yeah, I think he's a pretty funny dude, actually. Dude, Coming to America, man. I mean, did I, you got my tweet right? You got my, is that a real restaurant? Evidently, in Queens, New York, this is on Facebook that they've just opened a McDowell's, which was the the guy who was trying to get away yep. with copyright infringement of McDonald's. The they character, have the Golden Arches. We have the Golden Arcs. <laughs> they have a Big Mac. We have a Big Mick. <laughs> What's the difference? Well, both have two all beef patty special sauce lettuce cheese, but they have a sesame seed bun. Our buns have no seeds. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they had they had the plaid outfits and everything, the, the weird berets and the and the plaid <laughs> yeah. vests. So they went all out. They're going to get sued, right? They can't. That can't be a thing. Are you kidding? It's if anyone's going to sue, them, it's going to be the movie people. Well, that's what I mean. You can't. Oh, so you don't think McDonald's will sue them? No, it's a property of Paramount or whatever. Who, you know. Surely they already went down. You wouldn't in 2019 go down that road without like checking into that before. maybe it was a gimmick and it's not a real thing but it, it, i mean all of it looked real it looked like a real thing it there's like a real way to front. know bro we gotta go to queens <laughs> go go fire up the in car. search of a big mick yeah <laughs> they had like the sexual chocolate shake and it was like yes. the randy watson and they had this big like fro on top of it of sprinkles oh and stuff 
And in case you don't know, listeners, Sexual Chocolate was the name of the band. <laughs> it was the name of his like band. Like protecting. He's like, I, I'd like to, I'd like to give Kids. a shout out, and he'd sing, "I believe the children of the future." Yeah, he's... give it up for Sexual Chocolate. And then he drops the mic. Cause like, yeah. Sexual Chocolate. He's like, no one yeah. will clap except no. the one guy. He good. Scottly <laughs> man. Oh, it's the best. I mean, well, they're just brilliant. Arsenio hope... Hall is so brilliant in that movie. Oh, he really is. He's underrated. <laughs> Everybody kind of. Kind of p- pigeonholed him as like a sycophant of Eddie Murphy, like he's hanging on or whatever. But like the Scotty he's Pippen funny, yeah. But no, nah, but he was funny, yeah. Uh, really funny in that movie. It's great, man. Oh, it's so good, so good. And we do not endorse. We don't necessarily. People <laughs> <laughs> run home and rent it, rent it for your family. If you have children, yes. Don't. Well, first of all, they don't have VCRs and DVD players, so there's no chance. Oh, I bet of them. you it's on Netflix. Oh, is it? Oh, uh, maybe. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say it's a classic. But have you been to Queens, New York? You know what, Johnny? It's everything I, they said it is, Johnny. I'm ashamed a little bit, but really? New York is a city I've never been to. You've never been to New York City. And Laura had to go for work You guys the love day. theater so much. You I know, again, when, when I won the Ippy, they wanted me to go for the thing. The and, Ippy. Uh, and what so, is the Ippy again, John? The Independent Publishers Award. Okay, I figured But they it call that. it an Ippy. An Ippy. Yeah, Independent Publishers Association, but that'd be Ippa, and that doesn't sound like a That's Grammy. what they give for the best imported beer. Right. <laughs> it's the Ippa right. Awards. But I wanted to go to New York for that, but I was on that cruise. So, but I need a reason to go. I need a reason to go. And now McDowell's is that reason. Okay, so fast food. Speaking of fast food, yeah, I read this story this week. Somebody just tweeted out randomly. Just a reminder. It was like one of those things that's like an inflammatory tweet, kind of, because I was like, "What?" I fell down the rabbit hole following up on this story because I thought this can't be real. By the way, just a reminder that Colonel Sanders shot a man who was a competitor, and I was like. What? what? Like to get to get a stranglehold on the chicken biz? He strangled chickens. No, and he didn't. The he, chicken didn't biz. he didn't. But he shot a man. So I was like, I got another story. And so I went online, and then there's a story on Gizmodo, which you know, reputable site. Uh, <laughs> no, Colonel Sanders never killed a man in a shootout, but he did shoot someone. And so here's the story. I'm going to read it to you. Wow. I'm just going to read the, impor- the, the important stuff. So blah blah blah, Colonel Sanders. Uh, let's see where where does it start. I hope this doesn't hurt, like... He wants... Let's hear it is. What do you mean it doesn't hurt what? Well, I mean, I have... Colonel Sanders is a big part of my, you know, emotional... I think you're going to be fine. Okay, okay. Because you're a Chick-fil-A person now. You've been converted. I'm just kidding. I have I have no feelings okay. towards Colonel Sanders. <laughs> so, I knew when he was just Major Sanders, so it's... Wow, yeah, you really yeah. go way back then. Yeah, we do. Go ahead. I remember when it was just nine herbs and spices. Uh, <laughs> so, so what's the real story? Yes, Sanders once shot a man in self-defense. But that man didn't die. In fact, it was Sanders' business associate who died during a shootout with a rival business owner. Okay, so here's how it worked out. Sanders is managing uh, a shell gas station in Nashville. Nashville. What? So this is this is like natural history that you should know. How did Kentucky fraud? Okay. During the late 1920s and was at war with a competing Standard Oil Station down the road. Matt Stewart, the owner of Standard Oil Station, kept painting over a sign that was advertising Sanders' business. Do you business. think it's the same Matt Stewart who's our fact checker? Maybe. Maybe he's related. Wow. Wouldn't that be weird? Okay, so this other gas station that's competing, and I think he was selling chicken out of this gas station, too. I think that was part of the deal. Like, I think he had, like, a restaurant. Okay. So Sanders, so the guy kept painting over a sign advertising Sanders' business. He kept saying, don't do it. And they're both hot-tempered guys, and pretty soon Sanders threatened to shoot Stewart if he kept messing with his signs. Sanders was meeting with two district managers from Shell one day when they saw Stewart painting over the sign yet again. Sanders and the two men rushed down to stop him. Uh, Stewart saw the men coming, jumped off his painting ladder, and started shooting. Wow. So the guy was painting over the sign started shooting at them. 
Robert Gibson, one of the shell managers, was killed in a hail of Stewart's bullets. Sanders grabbed Gibson's gun off his dead body and returned fire along with the surviving manager, H.D. Shelburne, which is a very gas station manager name, H.D. Shelburne. Don't shoot, Sanders. You've killed me, Stewart reportedly said. Obviously, Sanders hadn't killed him or, or, or KFC never would have happened. But he was wounded. He had like a shoulder injury. And in the wake of the bloody mess, all the surviving men were arrested. So he was arrested. The case went to trial, and both Shelburne and Sanders got off without serving any time. Well, that's a little suspicious. Matt Stewart, on the other hand, received 18 years. Well, he killed a dude. For murdering shell manager Robert Gibson. Stewart died two years later at the hands of a deputy sheriff. So the guy who was painting the signs died two years later at the hands of a deputy sheriff who it was rumored had been paid off by the surviving relatives of the Gibson family. The deputy sheriff was never charged. This is like 1920s, Dude, 1930s like, Nashville, Tennessee justice, right? So This is like Green Mile stuff. It is, and it's weird to think like Kentucky Fried Chicken never would have happened, probably, right. if it had gone down any differently. It's wow. pretty, it's pretty, it's yeah, edgy. Where would we even be today? Right, what would, what, <laughs> <laughs> what would we have if not a, I don't know. That's a fascinating... Uh, When's the last time you had KFC, by the way? I've not had KFC in ages. But uh, well, I remember when I was... In our family, every now and again, my dad would bring home a bucket of chicken, and that would be... Your- so my wife claims that until she married into my family, she'd never heard the the phrase, bucket of chicken. Really? Yeah. Because that's what we did. It's like, let's go get a bucket of chicken, go to a family reunion, get a bucket piece. of chicken. You know? yeah. And I was like, honey, literally... The chicken resides in a literal that's, that's bucket. That's where it lives. So we're not like making that's it up. It's home. It's not because she makes fun of the Nashville. There's Nashville vernacular that doesn't exist outside. Which is that, of that, us. That's the plural for chicken bucket. I don't know. Bucket they, of. They go get a bucket of chicken. Never nervous. I was like, well, they, if they should stop serving them in buckets, then I can't help it. I didn't make it up. Um, I used to go to a non-denom church, and our offering plates were KFC buckets. buckets. Yeah, that used to happen all the yeah. camp, all the time. They would, yeah. they would take up offerings in buckets. It'd be a red, white, red and white striped bucket. Yeah. And I'd be like, is that? And it'd have like grease stains. That's yeah. that's but we do say things in Nashville like, uh, Andrew will still say it, we say uh, ambulance. Ambulance. Yeah, I don't say it anymore because you made fun of me and so did Laura. I don't so. remember you ever saying Oh, yeah, I say ambulance. You'd be like, what is it, John? And we just met in Knoxville. <laughs> and I was so ashamed Ambulance. That I changed it. My mom used to say Italian. That was a big thing. She did say Italian. Ahead, My grandfather Italian. says Italian. And then we say, what's the thing that comes off the side uh, of the of your house that you get water out of? What do you call that? What are you talking about? The, the, the spigot? Yeah, or what's, the, what, what's connected to it? The hose? Yeah. So we were raised <laughs> to call it a hose pipe. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. It's a hose pipe. It, it, I mean, it, technically, it is a hose. I thought I you were going to say spigot. Because some people call it a spigot. Some people do say spigot, and that's not It's spigot. A hose pipe. Yeah, hose but pipe. But it's not a pipe. It's a hose. It's, hose it's, pipe is a very Nashville thing. I can't help it. Huh. You're, just, you're just raised to drink out of the hose pipe. You know? <laughs> so I don't say that anymore. Like, it's funny. I don't know. I, I can still say hose pipe. You know, I'm, not, I'm not scared of being who I am, Johnny. No. Uh, That's not like it's some backwards thing to say. I would like to know if our listeners think that I sound Southern or not. Because I was, I was talking to someone the other day, or they're listening to a podcast or something, and they said, you know, I can tell you're not from around here. I was like, I actually am from here. Like, this is... Well, but you're, you speak, and so I'm sure that you've kind of tried to enunciate a little better, and you've worked some of that stuff out, maybe. It's enunciate? No, I don't... Oh, mm. <laughs> enunciate. I don't think I've tried it. I don't know if I try at all. I, th- I think there are a few things... Maybe, I don't know, maybe I have. Well, you went to college. You're around yeah, but I went to people college of different cultures, maybe. In the mountains of East Tennessee. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like I was off, you know, 
Well, know, you weren't it? homeschooled in college. It wasn't like it was. <laughs> you were around a broad, diverse group of folks, maybe. Yeah. Well, you're from East Tennessee. How? I mean, I think I have an accent. For, I mean, I say I, for instance. I don't say uh, I. I don't, but I don't feel I. like. But I don't think we go ah. Eh. Like there's a lot. Right. I mean, it can get really deep around here. Well, but I say Knoxville because that's. I don't that's say how Knoxville. it's pronounced. Yeah, I don't say, say Knoxville. You say Knoxville. Maryville. Maryville. I was in. Uh, I was up in Indianapolis, and in no, sorry, I was in. I don't know where I was. I was in Fort Lauderdale, and we were going to a hotel, and a girl had a Maryville College shirt on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, are you guys from, from uh, Maryville in Tennessee? And she was like, no, I'm from Maryville College. Yeah. So, like there's another one somewhere in there. I was like, oh, man, I tell when you said it, you weren't from the same Oh, one. yeah, there are th- several yeah. Maryville Colleges. Yeah. yeah. But no, I just, I don't know. I'd be interesting to see if people think we sound Southern or not. Like if we have listeners in the West Coast, we, you know. I got a feeling. You think we still sound pretty Southern? Yeah. Like when you but talk. It's, part, but it's charming, maybe. It's when, not like. Well, yeah, I don't think, yeah. Well, Obviously, hopefully, it's charming. Hopefully. But the question, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Johnny, our careers speak for themselves. That's true. I think the question would be, like, do people ever ask you to say something again? Besides when no, you're out in Canada or whatever. No, not in a long time. Yeah. But back in the day, for sure, you'd go with, like, one of the first trips we took as a band, maybe, that we were oh, out yeah. of our state. Or, we like, in Indiana, they were like, keep talking. We lived away. They'd pull people over. Get over here. Yeah. Yeah. Now, my wife, when she gets tired, oh, let me tell you something, man. She's it's got like a, straight gone with the Laura's wind. got a, yeah, she's got a southern belt. Scarlet hair just comes uh-huh. right out. I'm so tired. I was like, <laughs> I've got the vapors. <laughs> Which is just gas, so. <laughs> my definition, vapors. That was like, somebody used to say that, uh, like a comedian, they would say, they looked up the vapors because they used to love Gone with the Wind. It was their favorite movie. Yeah. I must retire to the next room. I've got the vapors. They thought it was some like weird thing that only wealthy, you know, southern people got. Then he goes, "It's just gas." So if someone ever says they have the vapors, maybe you should retire to the next room. <laughs> I always found it interesting too. We may have talked about this before, but that 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 sort of deep southern English was actually closer, probably, to British English than the north. You think? Well, there's there's two there's two kind of thoughts about it. One is that it changed drastically after the Civil War. That southern, what you consider to be southern drawn, the southern draw or southern drawn out English, yeah. <clears throat> was another way that the South during Reconstruction, especially, could assert itself to yeah. have something that was it's, it's almost like another way to rebel. Like yeah. you know what, we're not going to speak proper English. We're going to say what we want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thought is is that it was always always like what we hear right now as as british style english has also adapted but that the southern states had a closer rendition of original settlers egypt lord english <laughs> we'll all these all. british we'll egyptian edit. we'll edit this all out dude speaking of uh things that no one wants to talk about i went to costco mm. okay and there's a book. So I have a, I have a list of books. You know, I read that Thomas Jefferson and, and John Adams book. And then I read The Soul of America by John Meacham. Yeah. This amazing book with about different presidents. And I read, I actually read the, that George W. Bush about his, George W. Bush's book about his dad, which mm-hmm. is a fascinating book. And I just bought another one about Thomas Jefferson. But there's one more I want to read uh, about Ulysses S. Grant. Mm. Okay. And I, I went and they had it on the table because Costco has the, the best books and you get them at a real discounted price. Bro, I picked it up. You get samples too if you hang out. They'll give you Absolutely. a chapter for free. There's there a lady at a table. That's amazing. The kids get in front of you though. But dude, I couldn't believe it. Like if, if listener, if you could see what I'm doing right now, the book is about it's a thick book. four and a half inches thick. Yeah. It's got a thousand pages. Yeah. Small print, 
thousand pages. It's too many. And it's a New York Times bestseller. And I'm going to tell you something. I, I think I smell a rat there a little bit, by the yeah, way. Yeah, that's not right. I don't think the average reader out there, I just don't. I mean, Those I'm, are sitting in a warehouse somewhere. Somebody, the publisher bought a bunch to get on the list. I don't know, man, but it's at the Costco table, so it has to be doing something right. I don't know. But I read the introduction. I'm finishing a, another book now, but I read the introduction, bro. So the, just just get this. Okay, just so you know, I guess i got to tell you about writing. Is this last time? It's a little bit. Okay. But it's it's where writing and history meets. We need our own like music for when you go into history nerd <laughs> mode. <laughs> we need a suggestion yeah. for what that would be. I thought nerd. Which, okay. Since when did like having bugles playing? When did when did having knowledge playing, make like us a nerdy? Ho- horses trotting and bugles playing. When you go into that, <laughs> yeah. Uh, was was that a bugle or a? That was something. I don't know. It's like, <laughs> like an oboe, maybe. <laughs> I'll try to keep it short. Here, so look Ulysses at it. Grant, Ulysses S. Okay. Grant. Not to be confused with just right. regular old. Right. So he never wanted to write. Yeah. He he was like real simple in that respect. He he was way too humble to want to do that, mm-hmm. and so. He was actually in his time. People don't know this. Like you think of him, oh, okay, Ulysses S. Grant, whatever. Like in the 1880s, 1890s, people are naming him as one of the four best presidents in our history at that point. They're naming yeah. Lincoln, him, Washington, and Jefferson. Like he's he was a big deal Civil in his War. time. He won the Civil War. He won the Civil War. And then even though Johnson went into office immediately after Lincoln was assassinated, when he gained election, what he's really most known for in the best way, and we talked about this a little bit, was he used – uh, the U.S. Army to put down the original KKK, like he went yeah. into the South and stamped it out, and then it re it, it came back again in the nineteen. I had heard the 20s. KKK's back. Came back in the teens. Yeah, oh, again. yeah. So, anywho, he didn't want to write, and so he was about to retire, and he was really, really wealthy, obviously former president, and he, and his guy who managed all his money for him and his family, he found out it was all a farce. The guy was just giving him fake numbers. Oh, no. He'd stolen and squandered it all. None of it was real. And he's a pauper. Oh, man. He's like the, one of the most famous people in American history in his own time, and he is, he's got nothing. Man. And so he decided he'd be willing now to take one of these publishers' offers because he needed the money, mm-hmm. and he needed to sell a bunch of books and take the big advances. So secondly, then, he's sitting and he's eating a peach, and he thinks that a bee was on the peach, and it stung his throat inside. It's like, wow, I got stung inside my throat as it as it turns out he had smoked 21 cigars a day for all of his adult life it wasn't a sting that was when his throat cancer the first time he felt it and it was pretty uh. far advanced and it grew to this huge like growth out of his throat and now he has to write and he has to write a bunch like crazy this guy because he's dying with cancer he's going to leave his family penniless unless he writes every memoir multiple things that he can write and he goes, and this is what's amazing. He just goes to town on it, in the pain, sometimes medicated. And so, if I have a big week, so I just finished a manuscript, yeah, uh, normal book, two hundred pages, a fifty thousand word manuscript ish. Okay, yeah. the contract I'm under now is for sixty thousand words. It's kind of big. And I had a big month. I did all the research. I was ready to start, and I just, I really, I feel like God's blessed me, and then I needed to get it. I needed to move through it, and I just finished my first draft of sixty-two thousand words. Okay, mm-hmm. wow! In a month, so ten thousand words a week, you know, ish, yeah. is pretty big. Ulysses S. Grant wrote ten thousand words a day, man, a day without is, without a computer. But he's on morphine, and he's. Apparently, some of the time he was wasn't even on medication. No. You've not read the whole book yet. Here's where it gets better. Okay. Here's where it gets better. 
his publisher was owned by a little guy named Mark Twain. Okay. Mark Twain, who's because uh, they're contemporaries. Mark Twain, who knows a little bit about writing. Yeah, he's the one who who they offered it to. Mark Twain claims that Ulysses's <laughs> <laughs> Ulysses's writing was almost flawless wow. first draft. That like they hardly had to edit it. He may be one of the most just gifted, natural, clean writers hmm. that just ever penned. And if he wouldn't have had cancer and hadn't been pain release, we never would have known. So we have all this stuff. And, and he really went into obscurity. Like forced him into yeah. his gift. What he could already do, he, he just didn't like to do it. And he sat down and just muscled himself. I think it's what it's going to take for me to write a book. Dude, come on, man. Well, I, I hope mean, it doesn't take the cancer. No, but, just the threat But we of, can take all your money away. Could you? I don't know. I've already begun the process. It's not a, it's not a lot. <laughs> I can tell you that much. It was just amazing to me. So I just yeah. introduction really got, and, and now he's coming kind of back to prominence. That was all just from the introduction. Yeah. Wow. It's a big introduction. The introduction was 300 pages. <laughs> <laughs> it is a huge book, man. Like, yeah, that's, it is. I sent, I, I can s- get into that. I sent a picture of it with a stack of cards on top, playing cards to show just the scale to my mm-hmm. agent. I was like, look, next time you guys think that I'm really just blowing past a word count and being wordy. I just want you to remember this. That's the foul. I did a word yeah. count on it. 446. You're comparing yourself to the most famous general in American history. Like, well, <laughs> just so you know, you think I'm wordy. This Grant loser. <laughs> <laughs> no, the deal is, it's not, this isn't a book by Ron Chernow about Grant. Well, I'm sure he's quoting a bunch. This is not Hell his. Ron Chernow? <laughs> No, that's not. <laughs> or Cherno. I don't know how you pronounce it. C-H-C-H-E-R-N-O-W. Go for it. Chernow. Chernow. So, by the way, Sadie's new teacher, this was so funny. She's uh, Her name is Miss L-O-O-S-I-E-R. Oh, no. Okay. And so it's one of those things. It reminded me of that Saturday Night Live skit, you know, so I met her the other night. And she's so nice. You know, I was like, so... Is it loser? Like, is that <laughs> is that how you pronounce it? You know, you know, she has to hear it. You know, apparently it's Lucier. That's what I'm saying. What is she? We're, <laughs> she said it's loser. Lucier. But, but we were doing. We were had all these. Lucier was one of them. Yeah. Lucier. You know. But it reminded me of that uh, that skit. Remember the skit where the guy they were trying to pick the name for their kid. You know. At the very end, they come in and say, oh, the delivery for he goes, it's Oswipe. You're oh, like, yeah, so yeah, remember, yeah, You remember yeah. that? Yeah. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're trying to find all these ways to... Well, you uh, have to always imagine, like, what kids are going to do on the playground oh, with the name that you give your kid. She must... I mean, and I liked yeah. her. She, she, she's, she's got... Uh, we looked, looked at her education. Like, you could tell she's a good teacher because yeah. any of us, man, kids are brutal. Kids are brutal. They're the worst. Oh, and God. we were the worst when we were kids. I think we were pretty great. Do you? Oh, yeah. I don't uh, have any recollection of that. I so. think you stuffed your share of people in lockers, John. Mm. You know, I was never much of a bully that I remember. I don't remember being a bully. Well, that's good. It makes me feel better about you. Um, I do remember that. I Yeah, I could probably laugh at a kid if everyone else was laughing. I think you do get in that mob mentality yeah. kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't realize you're doing it and you right. probably have a, a limit. You're always trying to protect yourself, too, so they don't turn on you. Yeah, it's kind of like a... Yeah. Oh, absolutely. There's a lot of that. Ugh. Did you ever get, you ever get uh, we called it shanked, which in prison means Shanked? Yeah. We used to call shanked is when someone pulled your what shorts. What kind of Nashville? It's when you pulled your shorts down. Someone pulled your shorts oh, down. Oh, I never heard it called that. Oh, yeah. We call it pants. Pants. That's, that's so on the nose. Shanked. <laughs> I so just a kn- guy, my classmate sharpened a toothbrush. 
and, uh, and private, you know, private school and shop class. That's the thing. I just now put two and two together because I'm writing a book about a guy who went to prison, and yeah. so we're talking about you know people getting shanked. And I just realized you're imagining that's, people having their pants. That's what down. we called it when they pulled your gym shorts down because you know when you were out in gym. One time when I was playing flag football, uh, we I had like these drawstring sweatpants, and the drawstring had broken. But I was just like, all right. And the belt was kind of holding them on, the flight, which that's it's a breakaway belt if yeah. you're a flight football. And so, sure enough, I go up for this circus catch. I was the tight end. Go up for this circus catch, and they pulled the flag, and my pants, my sweatpants came down. <laughs> and I had to, like, quickly, like, hey. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah, what I got sh- was not my finest hour. I got shanked in front of a bunch of girls. I remember in gym class one time. But the underwear were still intact. Yes. Although I had a buddy that grabbed it all. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it ha- it happened. Like I remember stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. I remember having a gym shirt. God's honest truth, a gym shirt, and I know this is disgusting, but I just didn't wash it for a semester. It was like a thing, just a code that you had. I just I don't know. I was busy. Maybe I don't know. No, I was, I was probably wasn't. writing or something. That sure wasn't that. He's like eighth grade, and I was like, I was like, um, I remember that it smelled. It just increasingly grew in its horrible smell. Mm-hmm. And then I remember one time it smelled so bad it started smelling good again. <laughs> like, <laughs> you made it through to the other side. Like it made a cycle. It really did. Yeah. Like it kind of smells like dryer detergent, or, uh-huh. dryer sheets slash laundry detergent. I don't your, know a lot about laundry. Your, your body was putting out like pheromones to combat it or something. <laughs> like, like we got to straighten we this gotta out. We got to turn this thing around. So, kids, if you're listening out there, you, there's a cycle. It gets better. <laughs> it yeah. gets better. But you got to really commit to it to make it to the other side. Like it was a whole semester. I probably yeah. lost a lot of friends, a lot of possible girls. Friends well, you didn't time. have a lot of friends in gym no, class anyway. No, I didn't. Did you guys play dodgeball? Oh, yeah. I used to do that thing where I would stand near the out of bounds <laughs> so people would like think I out. was out. And so they'd be like, we got everybody. And I'd go, you didn't get me. I wasn't. Okay, now you got me. You know, I would be like <laughs> one throw and I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm, cer- I'm certainly a strategist on things like that. Like, where are you going to be? Or, were you the guy that ran to the center and got a ball? No. No. No, that's an easy way to get out. Well, I didn't throw well. Why? I just don't. I don't. I don't have a good arm. Uh, for throwing let's talk about that i'm left-handed i just i had like a sidearm throw that wasn't like very accurate but you're a bigger guy i would have figured that you would have had the, well this was like you know grade school though in gym and yeah. like middle school where i was like five i had a growth spurt i was five six yeah until like my ninth grade year i, I grew six inches that summer Whew. yeah i bet that hurt it did yeah. a lot of yeah i think said he grew about two inches over the summer yeah. we went back in to the <clears throat> to see her old teachers and she's like taller than some of them now She's taller so, than the teachers. Well, she's right at their height. Yeah, yeah, she's right there. But then girls finish early. They finish growing earlier. Right? I'm thing. really hoping not for her sake. I, I really, you know, not just volleyball, but I just, I don't know. I think it'd be cool for someone in our family to be tall. But, I mean, wouldn't it be kind of, you don't have a lot of tall people in your family. Well, so my brother real. and Laura's brother are both, like, over six foot. Yeah, so. but not women's side. Like uh, My sister's 5'10". Okay, yeah, you're she, right. She's up there. Yeah, Julie's, Julie's tall. Yeah. So that would be, that would be, that would be cool, you know, so... Uh, yeah, but then the thing about a tall woman oh, well, is I mean, we're getting such trouble. Here's the thing about a t- no, the pressure like the pressure then put on her to find a tall man. So it's like she like a mm. woman, a tall woman with a short man almost never happens because it looks so strange to society. So it, like she, it, her future soulmate could be like a five eight guy, but then like she's going to be afraid to look weird. You know I don't want to put her through that. You want to know. What's funny about my initial gut reaction to that? What? I say good. 
You don't want a short? Well, it's not that. I don't I don't mind him being short. You don't want a short son-in-law? But anything that deters her from just dating everybody that comes. I want. Well, I don't mean everybody. I mean, you know, like, perhaps you know, I want, no, I want the boys to be just a little bit intimidated. Like, you know, wow, she's tall. I want them to feel a little insecure. I want her to hold the upper hand and maybe crush their hopes and dreams. You know, I'm, I don't know. I just. Good grief. I, I can't. I can't. Listen, man, you're, you're the daddy of a daughter. Like, I want her to have every. Uh, I don't know. It's getting dark. It's getting dark. And I'm you sorry. Just, I just, I don't. When, is she getting boy crazy yet? Uh, she likes boys a lot. There's okay. a little bit, I think, what would be average, probably drama. Like, let's say there's a show on TV with an attractive boy. Does she make mention of it? Um, does she go, oh, that's a cute boy? Yeah, she might. Or if you're in the mall, does she go, that's a cute boy right there? Um, It's more like, I mean, I know what boys she thinks are cute in different yeah, yeah. social circles. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's all very just, you know... It's all very like well, everything. Everything is about the rumor. That's their whole world. Their whole world is you know you go to camp and these kids said this about this and this. Oh, and okay. Then, so it's and not then about who likes him. Yeah, it is. Like well, that, oh, okay. you, I bet you like him or she, oh, okay. he likes you. And then it's all it's all about the rumor among them. It's nothing. None of it's like actual. She's just eleven, right? She just turned so eleven. Yeah, just turned eleven. So it's, a, yeah. it's all very. It's all very non-actual. Thank God, it's all just rumor, and that's enough to just send him really embarrassed. Or yeah, yeah. Know. Money's Hayden is eleven, and she's had several like boyfriends that you wouldn't call boyfriends, but she calls them boyfriends. Yeah. Boys that she liked in her class that they whatever you call. Yeah. I don't know what you even. But I'm. I've been amazed about their names. Have been like Jaden and Caden and yeah, Sprayden and Maiden, and they're all Aidens. That's I think there was actually an Aiden in there. Yeah, we Just have a regular Aiden. Sadie's volleyball team has a Ellie, Keely, Lily, Lily. Two Lilies. And Kylie. I don't think we have a Kylie. Kylie, there Kaylee. Was, there was one Kylie, more. Kylie, Ellie, Keely, Ely. Bella. Yeah. And another, yeah. Lily, Ellie, Kelly, Bella, Sadie. <laughs> like they're all, you know, but a lot of L-Y's, L-I's. Yeah. So. Yeah, we don't, you know, ours, our, our time was different. John, you know what I'm yeah. saying? You don't see a lot of Johns anymore. No, it's Bryce and Skyler and... Skyler, yeah. Names are, do you think names are cooler or do you kind of be like, you know, I saw your face. You well, it's weird cooler. though because we think of older names, but they might have been edgy in their time. Like there was a time when Ethel was like right. an edgy name probably. It was Vera. The, Ethel might have been the Bryce of its day. We don't know. It really was. There's yeah. no doubt. Yeah. It's like when you read these biblical names, you're like, oh, these people with their names. But that was like a normal name back right. then. Right. Somewhere along the line, Chet was cool to somebody. And then thousands of years before that, Mephibosheth. Right. <laughs> Jehoshaphat. That's right. <laughs> Zerubbabel. Oh, Zerubbabel. Oh, That's a good best. one. Yeah. Uh, Belfazar. <laughs> Wasn't there a Belfazar? There's a Belshazzar. Belshazzar. Oh, yeah. yeah. We may be butchering its pronunciation for all of you uh, Hebrew scholars out there. Bathsheba. <laughs> I wonder. Don't don't you find it odd that Bathsheba's right. name was Bathsheba, and, and then the he, story is her him watching her take a bath. It's a little too convenient, don't you think? Yeah. Andrew's actually going to because this will air after that on his sermon. He's actually going to point out the fact that David, for all of his stuff, David was a peeping tom. He yeah. really was. He yeah, was a he dude. Was. Yeah, he was standing. That was on, the first thing. Yeah. I mean, and, and what before are, the adultery and then murder. It's such a, it's such a. I like that because something about that term, peeping tom, is very creepy. Like it's it, super it does. creepy. Something, something creeps you out about that more than saying other things that are seemingly was, worse. Was the first guy that 
that he had to be named Thomas. Was his, he must have been in Thomas. He was a. We need to look up. Although I'm not sure you can Google peeping Tom safely. You know what I'm saying? They, like they just, start a file on you. Like something bad. Why is he? Why is this guy googling this? <laughs> it's research. We'll ship you this handbook. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. No, I love the biblical. I love the biblical names. We had uh, Talisa, our worship director, start talking about Jehoshaphat. Yeah. Day. But she turned to me in the middle. It was so funny. She turned to me in the middle. She said, is it Jehoshaphat? Like, you know, to oh, pronounce it or not pronounce it. was Jehoshaphat. Well, that's the thing. Jumping I mean, we, we're, do we really know? Actually, I do go into Blue Letter Bible often, and it will it has a audible pronunciation button oh, okay. for every word in there. So I try to get it as close that's as I can. Yeah, it's very, very interesting. But that's still like our, the best as we could tell. It's not Well, they're generally, they're right? scholars. I mean, people are... People who study the, the languages for their... Yeah. I mean, that's what they do. Okay. Isn't it funny how we trust in scholars? Well, I mean, who else are you going to trust, John? Right. They've done the work. I do think I do think that, though, we have such a, a vast, like... What's the word here? There's this, there's this large spectrum mm-hmm. of scholars. You know, I was reading up the other day on a really hot topic in Christian culture. Yeah. And they were citing scholars and their viewpoint of what these scriptures mean. But then on the other side... Oh, yeah, it's totally polar scholars opposite. For, Pull the same scripture and... Yeah, yeah, and two sets of scholars. And, and yeah. when you're getting down to the point that you're saying, hey, I'm, I'm literally believing that the context of this of this word in the original language yeah. is different than what you believe. That That is a a slippery slope. When I do, I think, kind of lean into... I, don't, I find a lot of comfort in history. I don't mean in that we got everything right in history, but in scholarly history, I don't, I don't mean social history as much as scholarly history, to say, yeah. hey, people who are closer to the original time mm-hmm. when the languages are still being spoken or, or when the people who wrote this, when they're, they're one generation away and they're, yeah. they're you know, um, I guess, what's the word you're looking for here? Ooh, I'm, I got a great word here. I need it. What they're... Protégés, yeah. Okay. Their protégés are still carrying on that tradition, or, or yeah. they're, they're around and say, "Oh yeah, I, I, I used to work with John the Apostle, so I, I know I helped him start this church, so I do know that is what he said." So I think the closer to the original you can get, and I think that so I like to look back in that second, third century and try to figure out what did they think about this theology, what did they think about this interpretation of it in their time. Though I totally understand that what's happening there, there socially. And that and, and it plays a lot into it socially. It does play into how we look at it today. I, I, I agree with it. I just think down to that issue of how we translate a word that there has to be there has to be some sort of um, at least look back to where people who were closer to the time what they were thinking about it. So anyway, I don't know. You, should, you need your nerd music for that. Sure. No, John, it was good. Jeez, it wasn't John, bad. I mean, your eyes are rolling so far it back. It was fine. I mean, you man. almost yawned a couple times. Dude, Laura started yawning in the middle of the podcast, like just epically when she was guest. Uh, My wife hosting. yawned the other day in the middle of her own story. <laughs> I was like, that's all we need to know about that story. Yeah. That's like, that's a red flag if ever there was one. Yeah. I'm, t- I'm, I'm, am- I was like immediately like, don't ever judge me. <laughs> have you ever yawned in your act? Wouldn't that be great? I just, I feel like I have adrenaline. I was thinking this when you were talking about the accent thing. I think. My rhythm on stage developed early. I was so scared of pauses. Yeah. Because when you pause is when the audience can tell you, yep, 
or no. Like yeah. they can be like, yes, we approve. Okay, what was the first thing? Yelp. Yep. They can be like, yep. <laughs> yep. Or they can be, or we, no, we, we agree, we disagree. And so when you first start, you speed up a lot because you're just like, I'm not giving Don't these people a chance to hate me. And, and I still have some of that. But uh, I've, I have to remind myself to slow down. And so I, I'm very rapid fire yeah. comic. Yeah. And I think when I'm in the middle of that rapid fire vibe, it, the southern stuff is not there. Because when you think of a southern accent, you think of like a slow as molasses right. delivery. Right. There I was. You know, and it's very <laughs> pauses. Right at the filling yeah. station. And I just have very set up. So I think to that. Colonel Sanders ran at me <laughs> with a firearm. Shot me in the shoulder. I said, Colonel Sanders. <laughs> there's a there's a I great led into a bucket of chicken. There's a great comedian named Karen Mills, and she talks about how she's from Chattanooga, Tennessee. She actually is in the Chattanooga uh, basket, Hall of Fame. basketball oh. Hall of Fame. Okay, wow, she I is. She's a basketball player for Chattanooga for the mocks, the moccasins. But anyway, she says this bit in her act about how like she's like I'm not really a Southern belle unless I have to be, and then she like <laughs> pretends to like. Push up on her hair and stuff. She's like, if I get pulled over by a policeman, I'm like, oh, officer, I'm so sorry. I had no idea I was going so fast. She goes, and then she goes, they still gave me a ticket. Those lady cops are mean. (laughs) (laughs) So you were saying you go fast, not let them in. Yeah, I just think, uh, and I can't remember what I was tying into. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You just. You literally didn't go fast enough, and you were giving me pauses. I was. I was doing the, the reason that you go so fast. and think, We call that, friends, full circle. That's what we call that. <laughs> I went so f- Don't go so fast. It's like the Matrix of in. podcasts just happened. It's a community sermon. Don't go so fast. Let us in. <laughs> Slow down. Dude, uh, that Jehoshaphat story she told, though, yeah. it, it, it does get me every time. Oh, did she like setting up like a worship song she, with it? She was like talking and what she didn't know was, and I told this in, in last week's podcast, I don't always say this, you might, you might listen or go listen to last week's podcast, I did a standalone called God Will, and I, I, I have to tell some vague This is the stories. sermon podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry, at, at um, The Grove, sermons at the messages Grove. From messages from the Grove. Messages from the Grove. Yeah, we don't call them sermons. Sorry. Their experiences, or what do y'all call them? Talks. If you want to talk, I don't know. We don't call them experiences because it may not be a good experience. Um, but uh, it just there was this, this three times in my life just come really, really randomly going yeah. through difficulty, other things. Three times in the last month, the phrase God will fight for you mm-hmm. has like come into my life um, in a moment that I really needed to hear it. And it's really challenged me to decide if I really believe um, not that just God is going to make sure I survive and not that I'm going to get my outcome that's desired, yeah. but it, it causes you to really kind of get to that place. And I'm not, I'm not speaking in a uh, word of faith type arena. I don't mean it like that. Like right. everybody say it with me, you know, like it's not that kind of thing. So we all get what we want, but like, but literally do I feel like that he cares enough to come to my defense yeah. and to the point that am I willing to stop standing in his way of doing so with my worry, with my own action, trying to take over. It's just a real challenge. I don't, I have a much easier time trusting God for the big things. Yeah. That's when I really feel like God will fight for me when the boulder's too big to move, but then I just carry the little sack of rocks all the time and just wears me down. Cause it's like, I got this, you know? And so God really dealt with me about that. But Jehoshaphat, that was that story is they were surrounded. And, um, that's when 
the Lord said, I'll fight for you. And he said it multiple times in the Old Testament. He said to Moses, just stand still and I will fight for you. Mm -hmm. But that's when they sent the worshipers out, you know. Oh, right, right. And when they got there, confused the enemy armies and they fought each other instead of him. And and they had a great victory, but nobody could claim anything for it. So like just that, that, I guess, challenge to my heart of, I really don't think I believe that. So my grandfather said that time that always sticks with me. I agree with it, mm-hmm. but I don't really believe it. Yeah, I think I believe it, but it's obvious by the way I live that I have a long way to go in that belief. Yeah, it's like the, what me. was the uh, Lord I believe helped out my unbelief. That's yeah. like, I mean, I pray that a lot. Yeah, there's always this part of you that's like, I know that, I know in my heart this thing, but man, everything else is so jacked up. Everything else is not lining up, you yeah. know, um, and it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard when the stuff, but it is the, it is the, the proving ground. Yeah. And we talked about the, the pressing down of the olives, the pressing down of the grapes and what a big, a, Jesus intentionally used those metaphors and illustrations. They were all about mm-hmm. the crushing, you know, and that the, the thing of value comes out of that process. Um, as much as we don't like the word suffering and all those things, it is just replete throughout the New Testament that this is going to be a part, not just the persecution or suffering, but I think the daily putting to death of the old self, uh, the daily putting away of the pride, that's the biggest one for me because it's all pride. When, yeah. when, when I don't tag out, when I don't really believe God will fight for me and I'm strong enough to handle this, um, and I have work to do. It's not that. In fact, I thought of this. If I don't... Sometimes I find myself not fighting the good fight, but I find myself fighting the God fight because there is a fight for me to fight and there is a thing for me to do. And it has to do with me laying down my parts every day, taking up the right battles, which is to love the people around me well, which is to live honestly with them and to not hide in isolation, which is to, you know, devote myself completely to the Lord, to remind myself that it's his grace that sustains me. Like that's the good fight. It's to when I'm wronged to not want to repay evil for evil. That's a man, that's a hard enough fight. Yeah. Know? But the other stuff about what am I going to do with my life? Where am I going to go? Am I going to still have my health? Am, am I going to make enough money? Those are God fights. Like he says not to worry about those. Mm-hmm. He says, I'll, I'll, I'll fight that one for you. And so if I'm fighting the God fight, then I'm probably not fighting the good fight because I put my energies elsewhere. So this is, this is what the sermon is. Dude, I just it? gave, oh, I just gave it. I could have used that next week. Some of y'all out there fighting. I don't know. I know it sounds kind of pithy and no, cutesy good, and wordplay. Well, listen, it both can be true. It can but, be a catchy title. But it and really a good helped word. me. I was like, you know, uh, I think it's good. Like, what? Where in your life are you fighting the? the- I also was thinking when you were talking about Jehoshaphat, like putting the worshippers up front to confuse the enemy. That I, like, that. I mean, I wonder if the music was good. Like. <laughs> I wonder if he sent him out there to just play confusing music. He's like, this is so awful. This guy just draws a sword and yeah. runs his neighbor through. And oh that's how we got Lollapalooza. <laughs> remember, what, was it? what was it like the Woodstock reunion where they were? It, it rained so hard, people started having these mud fights, and they were setting the. It was like two more days of peace, love, and music, and then like there was a big fire and mud fights. Wasn't and- the original? Wasn't the original Woodstock like? Was there a lot of? I think they were. Pretty- there wasn't violence. No, there wasn't violence at all, though. There were people Let, getting high. I want to be I, I want to be clear about something as a father. <laughs> yeah. That much drug use, yeah. nudity, and all the stuff happening. Yeah. And I'm terrified to think of what actually happened that they were like, this is cool, man, free love. And you're like, you know what? If uh-huh. there was a how many dads 
would have been there with a shotgun. Because, I mean, we don't know, man, and people don't remember. I don't, I don't like it, Johnny. I don't like it one bit. <laughs> We're going to do a Woodstock expose next uh, week. Man, I This don't... 60s music has got to stop. Guys, this Jefferson Airplane. Somebody protect their daughters for the love. Oh, oh my, my God. goodness. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Your daughter's 11. You're going to go completely insane now. <laughs> No, that's hey, that is really is a god fight. I have to give, I have to get that up every day. I right? know, and she'll be a teenager soon. And it'll, but it was true that I can't, I can't. No. Listen, are you a nature girl, guy, girl, Lord? Am I a nature? Are girl? you a <laughs> nature versus nurture? Is that where you're are going? Are you a nature guy or a nurture guy? I've, I'm, I don't know. I'm learning more and more from my friends who have parent for have kids because I don't have kids, and so it's easy for me to be like, well, I've got my theories, but come on. Uh, you sound pretentious when you do that. But I will say, when I talk to people like, um, I have a friend who has five children, and he'll talk to me like, their personalities are so distinct and have been since they were little, yeah. that he feels like he's had very little role. Yeah, He said, my role is so diminished. He goes, I was there, and it's important for me to be there. Yeah, But this idea that like, I can push him towards the arts, you know, because I love the arts, like... You're just going to make him crazy. If he wants to be in the military, he's going to end up in the military. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if he doesn't like the arts and he's just going to be like, this is so frustrating, I'm a sports guy. Right. And you just have a kid that hates you. So I think I lean more towards, like, that idea that, like, we nurture to, like, save them from catastrophe. But this, we're born with this certain nature. We're born with a nature to be what we're going to be, maybe. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I think think that I'm like your friend. The longer I go, the more I think that people, and especially when you study whether it's personality or Enneagram or other things like that, yeah. and you go, people really do seem to have ways that they're already made, and they're each one unique. I do think that we nurture what is their nature. Yeah. You know, I think that, that, that that's the right way. What we can't do is nurture them into a different nature, what you're saying. Like, um, yeah. if, if you are just naturally... Yeah, don't blaze trails for your kids necessarily that... Because sometimes people try to live their own failed childhood stuff through their kids. Oh, yeah. We see it all the time when we're in youth ministry. It'd be plain as day that there'd be a parent that's clearly pushing a child into cheerleading so they could marry the handsome boy. Yeah. When it was just like, oh, okay, well, you were the sheltered kid and you just think this is your pathway. And you just, you'd see it plain as day and then you'd be like, bless their heart. But I wasn't a parent. You can't speak to that. But. It would be hard not to do it, too. It is. If you're right. like, I'm trying to make opportunities for my child or whatever. I do. I see things that she's going to face that I don't want her to have to face, you know? Yeah. And I can't always stop it. All I can do is try to equip, and she may choose not to use the equipping. Yeah. Th- there is a real helplessness to to that. I do believe this. Like I started, I told Laura the other day, I don't have a lot of, I have a, I have a lot of vivid memories, but no, like, true, just long memories that don't start probably fourth grade forward. Uh-huh. I don't remember a lot before right. then, but just kind of little impressions. Right, you know? me neither. And so it feels like I've been parenting. I have. I've been parenting over a decade. Uh-huh. And so you do. You get like, wow, I don't know if this stuff I'm saying is ever going to take. You know, I don't. And and I think it's the Lord that reminds me, like, hey, like it probably counts now more than ever yeah. that you stay focused on this. That you keep your eye on this ball. Like right now is what she's going – you've already laid a foundation of those things. Right now is going to be whether or not she remembers it and those things grow into something. So mm-hmm. so I, my goal is to, I'm going to try everything I'm doing until she's 25. Like forget 18. 25. 18 nothing. Wow. Guys, and the, the statistics tell us that. 18 nothing now. She'll still be on your health insurance then. Possibly. Yes, most likely. <laughs> and so 
I'm going to just keep going no matter if I see a ret- – and I see a lot of returns. And she'll that. stay in the house. That Maybe. Hey, college costs so much now she needs to stay in the house. You know, like it's crazy. Right. I want, would I want her to get an extra hundred grand of debt in her But what 20s? if she's – she'll be married by then though. I, Johnny, you don't know that. I feel like she's going to find somebody. You don't know that. I feel like – I'm very offended at you right now. <laughs> we don't know <laughs> – Listen, I want it's her. It's going to be fun watching you freak out. I want her to find exactly. Listen, if she can be as blessed in marriage, honestly, as as me, we say all the time. I want her. Just God, lead wait, her wait, away. How old were you when you got married, John? Uh, it doesn't matter. How old were you? Twenty one. <laughs> <laughs> was that? I was twenty one. Laura was twenty two. Oh uh, and we were, but we were old souls, right? Yeah. yeah, I was called an old soul a lot as a kid too, and I think what it means is weird kid. He's <laughs> <laughs> right? an old soul. Oh, yeah, it means yeah. You, yeah. It means you can't get along with children. <laughs> right? That's right. It does not play well with others. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't. I don't. Again, to your point, I don't think there's anything. I don't think there's anything as a normal kid. I do think that there's such thing as a healthy yeah. kid, and everybody's healthy. You can find healthy in any abnormal. Well, it's about feeling supported and loved in your family too. So much, you know, as you develop into what you're going to be, whether it be like, oh, because I tried things. I mean, I was like trying to fit in, so I took band one year, and I was terrible at it. I couldn't figure out how to make the trumpet do that thing. You know, the it's called blowing. No, you don't just blow. It's not a reed instrument. Pucker. You have to do the. I couldn't do it. So my mom had spent this money to rent this trumpet, you know, for me to just fail at it. And then she wasn't like, you're going to follow through. You know, she didn't do that. She was just like, well, you just didn't find your thing yet, you know. And I was like, okay. See, I've been frustrated because my daughter has natural musical ability because I've trained a lot of kids and I know. Yeah. When she was like five, I put stickers on a keyboard and taught her two-handed triad chords. Mm. She played and sang songs in a day. Two-handed chords on a piano. Yeah. How bad do you think she wants to play piano? Not at all. Like, and she and she has perfect pitch. I'm pretty certain. You know what needs to happen? What? All of her resources need to be taken away, just like Grant. You'd force <laughs> so she her. Has to. You need to tell her the allowance is gone. Oh man! What? What's that green card that you have for her? Yeah, that green green light. spot. Green light. That needs to go away, and you need to sit her in a room. All she has is a piano. The concerto, bro. The the musical pieces that would come out of this one. I've been. T- I just won't do it. I won't be that parent, and it's been <laughs> so hard because I want to be that parent so bad. I feel like what's going to happen is <laughs> here. I chose not to be that parent, and she's going to be like twenty five, and she's going to look at me and go, "Daddy, I wish you, you didn't push, push me." me. Yeah, yeah. And it's going to be like, "Oh my me. gosh, I mean, I have no." In all seriousness, in all seriousness, this has been a, a thing Jesus has dealt with me about. Like she's going to be broken. This is, I think I entered parenting thinking, okay, I can do this. I stay close enough to God. You can keep her from being I broken. I love her well enough. Yeah. I, I, we talk feelings to her blue in the face. We don't hide things. We yeah. talk about community and the gospel. And, and then when something comes up where she feels shame or loneliness, it's almost offensive to me. Yeah. I'm almost like, where the heck did that come from? Like, right. how could you feel this when we've put you, you know, and you... It's, it's built in, though. And it's like, yeah, God's yeah. been around me. Hey, you know, you're not going to solve the brokenness of humanity, yeah. no matter how well you think you can parent their big guy. Like, only I can fill those holes. God, God calls you big guy? He did. He called me that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, big guy, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> this was not a word-for-word conversation And with then God. God said to me, Broseph... <laughs> <laughs> Look here, Saint Josephine. No, I, I don't. I don't. Uh, no, I'm just saying there is that real like humility of going, "Hey, right." I will not parent out the human condition. Like, yeah, I mean, every happen. human being comes to the end of their rope at some point, yeah. 
and it's healthy. Yeah. And so, I, and she, I, yeah. Need, I need her to know who to turn to in that moment yeah. and where her, her fulfillment is found. And even someone was telling me yesterday, like, can you even fully experience what it means to live in the gospel without coming to the end of yourself first in yeah. some way. And can you come to the end of yourself outside of going into adult feelings and all those things? Right. It's like the prep school kid that didn't yep. ever have, he never wanted for anything. And then his dad got him an internship and then he just, he never experienced yep. loss. And then when he gets in the real world, it's like, Oh, people don't wait on me hand and foot. Yeah. It's very disillusioning. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he can't know what he doesn't know, yeah. you know, but that saddens me. Cause I always like, I used to tell the kids in youth group, remember this, I'd be like, look, I hope to God in heaven we don't have to all be people who learn the hard way. Could we not just listen yeah. and and believe and then respond and avoid some of that pain? So I think what we're hoping for is that you avoid some of those things that in the earthly consequences devastate your life and you have to rebuild to take, you know. But I hope that I am a cautionary tale that she can learn from. Oh, I talk about you all the time. Do you? Use yeah. me as an example. Like, you know, say, See how you, you're going to want to do what Johnny didn't do. <laughs> See what Johnny did here when he messed up his life here <laughs> and here and here. We have a timeline. Like do we, you? Yeah, it's a we. She colors it. It's, That's it's neat. Beautiful. Like yeah. your bonus room is just like butcher paper on the walls with all the timeline of my <laughs> catastrophic life choices. Johnny, a cautionary tale. That's wonderful. And you know what, listeners? We hope that we have been a cautionary tale for you, that we've taught you things not to say maybe today. Uh-huh. There may be a few things <laughs> a we said that we shouldn't have said, maybe. you know, yeah. uh, and then maybe we even taught you some ways that you could live and you could face this life, not alone, Johnny, Mm-mm. but with other people who are just as smart aleckly as you are. Smart aleckly. Smart aleckly. <laughs> Yeah. It's a tough one. I don't know if you can make an adjective out of that. No. But we did. We did. Hey, we do seriously appreciate you uh, listening. It always means a lot to us. And uh, can I just tell you guys, what, can, I, can, I, can I once say I'm grateful to God? I said that. I'm really grateful know, to God. Boy, you're afraid of bragging this. now. Uh, no, I think I, I need to do that. Like, I actually pray about this, so it's cool. You but know? you said that July was our best month, right? Uh, July not only was our best month, it was our best month by uh, probably 40% higher than we'd ever been before. I'm doing some rough numbers in my head. I don't want to do numbers, numbers. I want to just do percentages. Right, sure, sure. Right. E- either that way we don't look like we're There bragging, are lots of you listening. And we're or we're not happy. humiliated because our numbers aren't as high as your other favorite podcast. So, but um, I, I'm assuming people that listen to this, we're the only podcast they listen to. Well, I know there are some people we are the only podcast, and we want to keep it that way. Yeah, don't. Because don't, yeah. if they start, <laughs> don't they start kicking out. tires around town, they're going to be like, wow, <laughs> this guy... Wow, I thought that was good. And turns out, <laughs> yeah, all you had to do was turn on the hose pipe of other podcasts, mm. and out came the flow. Call back. <laughs> Guys, don't be a loser. <laughs> I'm sorry, Miss Loser. Don't find, I'm so sorry. Don't find other podcasts. Oh, my gosh. I may have to edit that out. No, you're not. You I'm can't. I'm shame my daughter. We're not, it's not a thing. It's I have a hard to pronounce last name. We all have names. Yeah, but I don't really know her that well yet. I don't need it. What if she becomes a listener? Like there are some people at school at say school who are listening. Then people who, by the way, who got the uh, endorsement book, shameless plug, and <laughs> and did a, a like a posting about it, and they actually want you. Here's what's funny: they read my funny book. And you know what they want to happen now? <laughs> they want you to come do comedy at the school. <laughs> it's like, well, but that's the right just thing. Just say no. It's like no, you get me. I already or you told get you nothing. Come, I told them you come do it for free. Anyway. Did you really? <laughs> and you know what, listener, this podcast is also free for you right mm. now. Although we are. Still looking into sponsors, but I don't know, Johnny. Is anything broken except for our wallets? (laughs) (laughs) What we spend to do this? Yeah, please sponsor us. Yeah, it'd be great. Uh, We actually, I'm going to put that out there. We are considering, Mm. um, it's called Patreon. 
we're considering a Patreon thing where we al- you are able to sponsor if you would yeah, like help if, us if, create if, new content. If you would be interested in that, then hey, pop us a, either a direct tweet or send us an email, something. And let us know, like, hey, I would do that if you guys did that. And yeah, then we're talking know, a few bucks a month. It wouldn't be like a ton of money. Yeah. And maybe even some other kinds of, like, what kind of perk would you want from that if we had Patreon listeners? Yeah, we were thinking about doing a live podcast one day with with people that if they wanted to come in and we could do it live. Yeah, like invite fun. the Patreon listeners and yeah. supporters. So, And then we could say listener-supported podcast. Yeah. And uh, keep would. sharing and reviewing and all that. It helps us. In the algorithm. It does. It does. A lot of good reviews. Somebody gave us, let me see, it was a good, a five star. Okay. But what was their criticism? They had a criticism for us. Oh, I don't know. It wasn't the one that said we said bro too much. I don't want to hear that. Yeah, there was a a small criticism. It was about the Enneagram. Oh. Well, that's not me. Everything was the Enneagram. That's about you. I was like, bro. But they gave you five stars? (laughs) He was like, I still giving it five stars, though, because he knew that. And you you look at that review, you're like, that guy's such a seven. He knew we'd freak out. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> Only a seven would what do I'm that. Is, bro, don't resist the Enneagram. Like, I'm doing everything right now. That yeah, it is. But thank you for that review, actually. We appreciate five stars. Thank, thank you guys for coming. Listening. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll see you guys next time on Talk About That. If you're hearing this right now, you're probably like, who the heck is this and why are they playing during my favorite podcast? And I get it. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I do want to introduce myself. My name is Trevor Tyson, and I'm the host of Trevor Talks, where we talk to real people about real topics and real stories. I just want to invite you, if you love podcasts, if you love music, if you love books and love hearing from the people who create it, come check us out at Trevor Talks. Simply go to Google or Life Audio, type in Trevor Talks, and it'll pop on up. Hope you have a great day.